You're listening to The Firsts, The Forerunners of Islam, the series that visits those distinguished as leaders of humanity, not only in history, but in the ranks of the next world. Dive into the stories of the giants who were the first of their kind as they rose to the occasion and became preserved inspirations for generations to come. With your host, Sheikh Dr. Omar Salaman, let's meet the firsts. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, everyone. Welcome back to the first shorts. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. We are in the last set of episodes within uh, season one where we're talking about the early Muslims. So what I really want to do now, and it was very hard to omit certain people, but subhanAllah, uh, I think inshallah ta'ala will be good for us is to just look at some of the categories of these people at the end. And some of the, the parts of the seerah maybe that we're not very familiar with and some of the names in the process of that. So this will be the last one about Abyssinia. And the reason why I choose this one is we've really talked about various circumstances surrounding Abyssinia in these last few episodes, right? You know, Obviously we knew the people that made their way to Abyssinia. Some of them resided in Abyssinia, had families, uh, children that were born in Abyssinia. Uh, Khalid who performs the nikah uh, on behalf of Umm Habiba with the Najashi on behalf of the Prophet Sallallahu in Abyssinia, and of course, uh, the tragic story of Raita radiallahu ta'ala anha uh, and Khalid bin Hizam uh, dying on the way uh, from Abyssinia. So subhanAllah, you have all of these different people. Now, this particular episode speaks to an element of the seerah that, that many people are not familiar with. And that is a Najashi radiallahu ta'ala anhum literally providing boats from Abyssinia to get to Medina. And you can imagine how much Najashi himself longed to see the Prophet So we know that a Najashi when there was a revolt in his lifetime and the Sahaba were in Abyssinia, they were worried about what the implications would be if Najashi indeed was overthrown. And when we go to the story of Umm Salama as well as Zubayr you'll find some of the incidents there. Right, but the point is, is that a Najashi at that point gave a particular ship to Ja'far and to Uthman, may Allah be pleased with them, and said, look, if things don't work out, I want you to take this ship. I want you to follow the news of this revolt. I'm obviously gonna try to crush this rebellion in Abyssinia, but if things don't work out, here's your way out. You have the ship and you have this particular secret pathway to safety and the ship is yours. Take the ship, it's already furnished, it has everything on it, and take the secret pathway to safety. This is before, by the way, Medina was established, okay? So they're in Abyssinia, watching carefully, and Alhamdulillah, Allah gave victory to Al-Najashi over those that were revolting against him, and the Muslims were as happy that day with anything. Uh, the only thing that would top it would be the Battle of Badr, right? I mean, the victory that came from Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala in that regard. This particular incident that we're going to talk about, though, is in the seventh year after Hijrah. So this is right after Khaybar. And An-Najashi provides to the Muslims two boats that they will take from Abyssinia to finally go and reside in Medina. So this is, you know, sort of the leftovers, those that did not leave yet. Some Muslims stayed behind, but the majority of them would come from Abyssinia to Medina at this point. And Ja'far was actually amongst them. Now the narration actually comes from Abu Musa al-Ash'ari. 
who is someone who we will have a full episode about at some point. Abu Musa is from Yemen and he narrates, he says, while we were in Yemen, we set out to be with the Prophet once we got the news that he had migrated and that he was settled there and we wanted to also migrate and be with him So he said, I went out and I had my two brothers, Abu Burda and Abu Ruhm So the three of us were brothers and we were over 50 men from Yemen. So you have a boat coming from Yemen and they are going to be with the Prophet and we stopped in Ethiopia or Abyssinia, Habasha, which is of course now uh, modern day would be referred to as Ethiopia. And he said, when we got there, we found Ja'far and his companions with an Najashi. And uh, Ja'far explained that the Prophet sent us here and ordered us to stay here. Uh, but eventually, we're going to be heading out to Medina as well. So he says, Inna Rasulullah the Prophet sent us here and he commanded us to stay here. فَأَقِيمُوا مَعَنَا So stay with us for now. فَأَقَمْنَا مَعَهُ حَتَّى قَدِمْنَا جَمِيعًا So we stayed with Ja'far and the Muslims in Abyssinia until it was their time to go. And then we all went together to Al-Madinah. So you have this group of companions, some of them new Muslims from Yemen, joining with this old group of Muslims in Abyssinia, some of the first Muslims. And they're going to take these boats and join the Prophet after the attempted you know, massacre of Al-Ahzab where, where the, the armies came together to try to wipe out the Muslims in Medina and the betrayal uh, in which Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala gave the Prophet victory in Khaybar. So he said that we then took our boats, the boats provided by Najashi, and we made our way to Al-Madina. And of course, that is when the Prophet uh, received his companions from Abyssinia. And of course, he was most happy وسلم, to see Ja'far anhu. He embraced him, he kissed him between the, the two of his eyes. He kissed him on the forehead. And he said, وسلم, I don't know what I'm more happy about. Ja'far coming or Khaybar being conquered. So I don't know which one of these makes me happier. So who are some of the people in these boats? So all of this is an introduction to some of the people that were in these boats from Abyssinia that were early Muslims that left Mecca in the very beginning, right? And they missed Badr, they missed Uhud, they missed Khandaq, they missed Khaybar, they missed all of that. And now they're going to be joined back with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So there was a man by the name of Adi ibn Nadla. Adi ibn Nadla. And Adi uh, anhu, was not just one of the first Muslims, Adi is considered the first mawruth in Islam, the first person to be inherited from in Islam. Think about that, the first person to be inherited from in Islam. He passed away in Abyssinia and he had his two kids, Anisa and An-Nu'man ibn Adi. Anisa bint Adi and An-Nu'man ibn Adi. So they inherited from him, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them all. And that was the first inheritance in Islam. So the first time the rules of inheritance were applied uh, in Islam. So Anisa, and I know that's a popular name amongst the Muslims, so you can attribute it to this companion amongst some others. Anisa and her brother, An-Nu'man ibn Adi, they came from 
from Abyssinia to Medina in this in this boat. So they're amongst the passengers of uh, the Safina on their way to Al Medina. There's also a man by the name of Ma'mar ibn Abdullah. Now Ma'mar ibn Abdullah uh, also makes his way, and he obviously wanted to be close to the Prophet sallallahu and he was the one who shaved the head of the Prophet sallallahu in Hajjat al-Wada' in the farewell Hajj. And when he shaved the head of the Prophet sallallahu the Prophet sallallahu allowed him to keep some of that hair, and he treasured the hair of the Prophet sallallahu So he became known as the hair keeper of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So he's also amongst those that made their way on these boats from Abyssinia to Al Medina. Uh, finally, there's uh, the last name that I'll mention is Amr ibn Abi Waqqas. Amr ibn Abi Waqqas. Amr ibn Abi Waqqas is the brother of Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. So Amr was amongst those that escaped persecution. We know that Sa'd stayed behind and it was not easy for Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, nor was it easy for Amr ibn Abi Waqqas. But here you have Amr ibn Abi Waqqas finally joining his brother and joining the Prophet sallallahu uh, in Al-Madinah after they had been in Abyssinia. So SubhanAllah, I mean, this is a beautiful feature of the seerah. And of course, there are many others whose names are not known. A beautiful feature of the seerah. And it gives you the complexity of the situation. So now if you think about it, you had those that made the hijrah to Abyssinia and the hijrah to Medina. You had those who made the hijrah to Abyssinia, came back thinking that things were good in Mecca, got stuck in Mecca. You had those that made both hijrahs to Abyssinia and the hijrah to Medina. You had those that made the hijrah to Abyssinia that died in Abyssinia. You had those that could not flee to Abyssinia that died in Mecca. You had those that died on the way to Medina that never got to see the promised land of Al Medina, right? They died on the way to Medina. And you have those finally, subhanAllah, who resided in Abyssinia for a very long time and made their way to Medina to be with our beloved Prophet and got to spend just the last couple of years or three years with the Prophet after uh, that incident had taken place. So uh, you have th this, this group of people, and of course you then have Sa'ad ibn Khawla who died in, uh, you know, in Hajjat al-Wada' in the farewell Hajj of the Prophet you, you just have this group of people, and it really, uh, I think, encapsulates Kullan husna. Allah has promised each one Jannah and their own specific reward, their own particular reward. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them all. Inshallah ta'ala, as we move forward in these last few episodes, we'll start to talk about uh, those that longed for Medina from Mecca, the persecuted, those that played a role in the hijrah with Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu and the Prophet sallallahu And inshallah ta'ala, we will uh, cap it off with season one of the first. And inshallah ta'ala, we'll move on to season two uh, shortly thereafter. Jazakumullah khairan to all of you for tuning in. Uh, please do continue to uh, tune in to inshallah ta'ala, uh, the work that is coming out, the various series that are coming out right now and contribute to yaqeen inshallah ta'ala as we reach uh, now the end of the year. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with you all. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This podcast was brought to you by Yaqeen Institute for Islamic Research, dismantling doubts and nurturing conviction, one truth at a time. Tune in every week for the next episode, and don't forget to subscribe to this channel and share with friends. Until next time, this has been The Firsts, The Forerunners of Islam.